Welcome to Pressure Points. I'm Gene Munster. Our topic today is why Meta is the most underappreciated mega cap in AI. And before we jump into the pressure point, I want to put some context around what's happened over the last six months. If we rewind to fall of 2023, the narrative on Wall Street was that we were at a peak AI bubble and it could not get any better. Uh, our belief at Deepwater is we are in the early stages of what is a three to five year bull run that will ultimately culminate in an AI bubble. But since that fall, if we look at some of the mega cap companies that have AI exposure, they've done really well. And specifically, is the NASDAQ during that period over the last six months is up 15%, Microsoft up about 25%, AMD, Meta, up, call it 50%, NVIDIA 57%, and out of nowhere, ARM now up 87%, surging on their December results, a 50% one-day move that has gotten us there. But collectively, over the last six months, it is clear that this AI trade train keeps moving forward. We can debate, now are we at the peak? We don't believe we're at the peak. We think we are just getting started, and this is just the first layer of AI that's being built in. And I think we will see more companies start to build on top of this that will further power the market higher. And uh, so that's just the big macro piece of AI and the market where we believe it's going. Now let's dive into uh, meta and our belief that this is an underappreciated AI opportunity. And there's two pieces to this. There's first the side that I would say is generally appreciated and understood by investors. We're going to start there. And then there's the piece that is less or not appreciated that could provide a step function in value creation. So in terms of that first piece is Meta's business is slowly being impacted by AI. They obviously have been adding AI to help advertisers better understand ad attribution if we think back to what happened with Apple and Meta a couple years ago with IDFA, that had a negative 10% impact on Meta's business at the time. They talked about at using AI to help build better tools for advertisers to help them understand attribution. They've been doing that. They also have had added AI-powered tools that allow advertisers to beta test campaigns, A-B testing campaigns, and that has allowed just the platform more welcoming to advertisers and so that we're starting to see that benefit. Another benefit that really hasn't started even though the products are available is on the user side of the platform. So we've got the advertiser side and then on the other side is the user side and that call it generally the engagement side. And engagement's been doing really well for Meta even with outside of AI. In the December quarter they grew their DAU number by 6%. That DAU number is just over 2 billion people. That's a hard number to grow. It was growing at 5% per year over the past couple quarters, so it saw a slight acceleration. And so it's working on the engagement side, even without really the benefit of AI. But they've started at the end of the quarter to layer in some of these more AI-specific products. Uh, the most exciting one is Emu, which is an ad, an image generator that sits on top of Instagram, basically allows you to take your own photos and do some AI to it. And there are other AI products, including a chat bot that they've integrated and also these celebrity bots. So collectively, these are important because 
as some of them will gain traction that will increase further amount of content that's created that will increase engagement that should help with ad growth. And when you put all this together is they're expected to grow at 30% in the March 24 quarter. That's an acceleration from 25% in the December quarter. But in total, I believe that they can kind of grow their revenue by about 50% over the next couple years. And so that's kind of the arc on the, we'll say the well-known, the better known part of Meta's AI opportunity. But the piece that is less appreciated is what's going on with Llama. And uh, this thesis is from Deepwater's Doug Clinton. I would recommend, highly recommend you follow him on his Substack, The Deload. But Doug has a belief that we will start to see better appreciation around what Meta can do with Llama. Now, Llama is Meta's foundation model. And there are about five foundation models in the world. Those include like ChatGPT, Google with Gemini, Anthropic with Cloud. And these are kind of the, the, the substance of how generative AI and general intelligence is available to the world is through these foundation models. And those three that I just mentioned are all closed models. And so as you're a developer and you're using ChatGPT or Gemini, you have restrictions, you can't change the underlying code, which is a, a hurdle to these developers getting them to do what they want to do, allowing them to do what they want to do. On the other side, on the open source side of models, really Llama stands alone as the most widely distributed open source model. And today Meta doesn't make any money on Llama. They just distribute it out there. and. It's been estimated that there's been 30 million downloads from developers of Llama over the past couple months. And so this is getting some great traction. But again, they don't monetize it. They're just putting it out there. And they haven't said much about what they're going to ultimately do with Llama. But Doug's take is that this has an opportunity for them to follow a well-traveled playbook that Meta has used with their products in the past. And that playbook is to build products that hit a billion users or better and then find ways to monetize them. Zuckerberg has talked about this in this past, this magical billion user number, a hard metric to get to. But once you're there, you can start to monetize. And so when we think about Llama, it has the benefit of, of course, AI, also the benefit of being the most widely used open source model. And its adoption is quickly growing. So where this ultimately could lead to as Llama continues to grow, and let's say it gets to several hundred million developers or a billion users on products that are built by a couple hundred million developers, but as that starts to grow, potentially Meta could find ways to monetize it. One way they could is to release their own cloud service that would like compete with Azure or Google Cloud or AWS. And in that case, that would be a big deal because uh, this is the first time that they're, uh, this would be a whole new product category, which also is well respected by Wall Street, the potential around these cloud services. And so check the box here for Llama. At a minimum, they've done something that they haven't done before, which is build relationships with developers for the first time. Microsoft, Apple, has done that for a long time. Meta's never been good at developer relationships. They're doing that now with Llama. That is a win in itself. 
but this could be a much bigger win if they find ways to monetize it two, three, five years down the road as the number of users starts to get closer to that billion number. So that's a wrap on this week's Pressure Points. I'm Gene. Bye for now.